Welcome back to our podcast series entitled Friend of the Father, where together we open up God's Word and seek to develop a deeper and more meaningful relationship with Him. If you'd like any more information about who we are and our times of worship, please visit traderspointchurch.org. With that said, please grab your Bibles and join along in our study today. Welcome once again to our podcast, Friend of the Father. We are in episode number nine, and we certainly have enjoyed studying along with each and every one of you up to this point. Look forward to our study even today. I will uh, go ahead and make mention, if you are just jumping in here to episode nine, we're certainly happy to have you, but... If you want to go back and listen to episodes one through eight, it probably would be helpful, and we would certainly appreciate that as well. You can find that at the same place you're listening here to episode number nine. So if we've been talking about our relationship with God and really the significance of that and the reality that it is the most important relationship that we have. We we often make reference to it as a spiritual relationship, and, as, and it is, but it, it is still the most important relationship we have not in the life, not just in the life that is to come, but in the life that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And we need to recognize that, and we need to be working on it. And that's really what this podcast has been talking about, you know, working on that relationship with God. And we've done that in a, several different ways, and talking about who He is and understanding of who He is, talking about the importance of communication. We're going to talk more about that beginning next week. Specifically, we've talked a lot about over the last several episodes our communicating with God. Uh, beginning next week, we'll start to talk a little bit about His communicating with us. But we're, for this episode, to kind of switch gears a little bit from where we've been, to kind of begin to recognize that in all of the communication that we have with God, as we've made reference to Moses as he speaks, even as someone speaks to a friend. And we've talked about being honest with God. We've talked about being real with God. We've talked about, you know, talking to Him in a very open kind of way. We've, we've talked about all of those things and how important it is. But yet at the same time, still that understanding that who it is we're talking to. Yeah. And at the same time, really understanding that our communication with Him, our relationship with Him is always to be built in, on reverence and respect for who He is. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the phrase fear of the Lord, which certainly is a phrase that pops up a lot in Scripture. Fear is certainly a word that we use uh, yeah. with reference in our everyday vernacular in a very different way mm-hmm. than I think with reference to fear of the Lord. So John, let's go ahead and start with that. Fear of the yeah. Lord is a very bible word. It's one, <laughs> you know, it's a phrase that's found not just a, a few times, but lots of times. Mm-hmm. And and always indicating the importance of having a good fear of the Lord, that it is a good thing. So let's talk right. a little bit about maybe the difference between the way we commonly will use the word and really within God's word, why it's so important for us to fear him. Yeah, most of the time I think when we use that word, it's synonymous with being scared in some regard. And, and I think there is a danger in simply replacing fear of God with respect. I think we do that sometimes. And certainly I think that's the intent, largely, of what the Bible has to say in regards to our relationship with God, that we are supposed to, as we're going to talk about today, have reverence for Him, a deep, meaningful respect for Him. There's also a sense in which we fear Him because we know what He's capable of. He He is not only the creator of the universe, the sustainer of each of us, but but he is also the one who we will ultimately stand before in judgment and recognizing the power that he has 
and the ability that he has to bring nations up and to tear nations down and to sustain life or to take it. He has all of that within his hand. And so there is, because of that, a fear that we should have of God that is both a respect of who he is and also an acknowledgement of his power and what he's capable of. And you can see examples like that throughout Scripture where God is jealous of our fear. He wants us to fear him because we understand who he is. And I think a lot of times uh, people can sometimes fall into the trap of being, quote-unquote, scared of God because they don't know who he is. Right? He's this scary guy up in the sky. Well, that's not what he wants from us at all. He wants the fear that comes with a recognition of who he truly is. And that means we have to understand him. We have to get to know him. And through that process, we develop that healthy, meaningful fear of him that he wants us to have that embodies both a deep respect and an understanding of his power and what he's capable of. And when those two things come together, I think that oftentimes is is really what the scriptures are talking about when it talks about fearing God. Yeah, you know, sometimes when I think about this idea and, you know, we're thinking about, you know, words like respect or honor Mm -hmm. or reverence, words that we've used already, you know, sometimes it it is almost that acknowledgement of certainly who he is, but standing or being in awe of his presence. You know, we've talked a lot about, you know, at the very beginning of uh, this podcast about understanding of who God is, that, that how important that is to our relationship with him, of, of just that understanding. And we've talked about, you know, things that like his power, like his knowledge, like his presence, and how, uh, you know, the scope of those things are yeah. endless. And, and now it, it is, we, we're really on a very intimate, personal, communicative level with God. Mm-hmm. But yet at the same time, being in awe of not just who he is, but even the opportunity that I have to converse with him, yeah. to, to be yeah. around him, yeah. you know, if you think about it. You know, sometimes we'll make reference to one of the great natural wonders, maybe in our country or, or close to us, like the Grand Canyon or mm-hmm. Niagara Falls, or, you know, sometimes my wife has made mention of like the Sequoia National Forest, the, yeah. the size of the trees out there. I, I've never seen the Grand Canyon or, or been to Sequoia, but I have seen Niagara Falls. And if you're standing in front of one of those uh, one of those natural uh, phenomenas, if you will, sometimes you can't speak. Sometimes yeah. you, you just, you, you can't even describe what you're looking at almost. Mm-hmm. And it is that, that feeling of awe. It's that feeling of it, it just, it, it, what you're looking at and what you're around is so far more than what you can even comprehend. It, it, so on an even higher level than that is this understanding of now this relationship that we have with God. We've made reference to the Hebrew writer that Jesus, certainly in his death and the sacrifice that he has made where he's taken down that veil, he Mm -hmm. has now made God accessible. We can go to the very throne of God boldly, even the Hebrew writer says. And so when we are now in the very presence of God, conversing with God, listening to God, the the, the awe Mm -hmm. that should, uh, you know, radiate out of us, I think has a lot to do with this understanding of the fear of the Lord in a lot of ways. Yeah, I I love one of the passages I was looking at as we were getting ready for this is in Leviticus 26, and and it's a very simple verse, but what I love about it is how little explanation is given as to why God should be feared in this regard. 
It says there that you shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's no because of this, and let me explain to you why. The reason why we should obey him and the reason why we should be reverent toward him is simply because he is the Lord. That's the answer to the question, why? And I think that's so powerful when you think about that. To be God, God recognizes that he is in a position that he doesn't have to explain himself to us. He is who he is, and because of that, our response should be reverence and fear and respect and awe. That should be our natural response to an understanding of who he is. And we've talked about, you know, in one of our first episodes, we were talking about God's name and what that means. And and really, that's he uses that here in Leviticus 26. I am Yahweh. That's the reason why, because he is the Lord. He is he is the the never ending. He is the one who is uh, from the beginning and to the end. He, he is everything, and because of that, when you approach him, you do so with respect, and you do so in awe, and you do so with fear, and, and, and those types of things should be natural responses when we truly come to understand who he is. And I think that really brings us to kind of the crux of this, that if we want to develop that type of a relationship with God where we respect him in the way that we're talking about, the only way to do that is through getting to know him. Because if you're on, if you're on the peripheral of, of God, you're never going to fully understand what it means to fear him. You have to get to know him. And once you do, he doesn't have to explain to you why you're supposed to fear him or, or, or be in awe of him. It will become so evident to you at that point in time. And I think that's what we should all be striving to, is to having the type of relationship with God that we just naturally have that type of a response to who he is. Yeah, and it, it needs to almost then to be a constant state of awe, you mm-hmm. know, in a lot of ways, because he is so far. We, You know, we've made mention of Moses several times, and, and we're going to talk about Moses again uh, <clears throat> later on in, in this series. But, you know, it, it's such a great example of, you know, someone with an incredible relationship that he had, you know, with God. And as close that we've that we've talked about, as intimate, as personal as their relationship was, you always got the indication that Moses had that fear. He yeah, had that right. awe, probably, again, as a better word. He had that that reverent understanding of God. You know, I've been going through, you know, just, uh, you know, kind of in the middle part of the book of Exodus when God is delivering the law to Moses. It's such a fascinating you know, story that we don't think a whole lot about because, you know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in the Ten Commandments or we get so wrapped up in, you know, the, you know, the people waiting on Moses that you lose sight of, you know, as the text, you know, kind of paints a picture of Mount Sinai there as as God's presence is there and Mm -hmm. it is shaking, literally shaking and it is literally covered in smoke and Mm -hmm. it is thundering and it is lightning and all of that is going on, and yet Moses is up on that mountain for 40 days. Yeah. I mean, he's up yeah. there on the mountain for 40 days, and he understands yeah. all of that from God, and he sees all of that. But yet at the same time, you see in Exodus chapter 33 where he's looking for more. He wants yeah. more of God. Right. Well, if it was the I'm scared of fear, he, he's not interested in more of that. Yeah. But it is an understanding of who God is, and he is very much interested in more. And that level of fear certainly is where we've got to be able to get ourselves to. Yeah, it is interesting. You, you brought up Moses, and we, we've talked about him a lot already, as you mentioned. And 
you know, we'll do so more even as we go further because his, his relationship with God is so interesting in, in, in many ways to talk about and to study about. One of the things that I thought was, was really fascinating as I was thinking about this aspect of a relationship that we're to have with God, you know, when you, so you and I are friends, we have friends, and, and oftentimes that friendship is built on a level of mutual respect and, and on a balanced playing, a level playing field, and, and you see one another as peers and as equals, and that's how friendships are, are developed. Right. And the, the friendship, the relationship that we are going to have with God is different in that there is a constant understanding on our part that he is bigger than me. He is better than me. He is greater than me. He is more powerful than me. And as such, the relationship that I have with him isn't one that is to be casual in any way. In the same way that, you know, if we were to go meet with the president or with some high dignitary of some sort, you know, we would dress up and we would we would do our best to act presentable and and be respectful of the office that we're approaching and those types of things. Well, God is on such a higher level than even that. So the, the relationship that we have can't be one that is casual or flippant in any way. It is to be one that is built on our respect for him and, and the reverence that we have for him. That has to be the foundation of that relationship. Now, the beauty of it is that we can have that type of relationship with God while also having a very intimate and personal relationship with him. And so that's where it differs from if we, you, you or I were to go talk to the president of the United States or something like that. We're not going to have that intimate relationship with him. There's going to be a reverence or a respect that we have for the office that we're approaching. But with God, we can have both. You can have both that respect and that fear and that awe that goes along with knowing who he is while also having a very intimate and personal relationship with him. And Moses is a great example of someone who did that. He approaches the burning bush, and what does he do? He takes off his sandals because God tells him he's on holy ground. And we can see as Moses interacts with God in the tabernacle and those types of things, the respect and the awe that he sees in God. And yet at the same time, they can talk to one another. And, and Moses can share some of his intimate thoughts and, and concerns with God. And so you see both sides of that type of a relationship. And I think that's the one that we should be striving to have that is both built on respect and fear and reverence while also being built on intimacy and an ability to talk with God about our deepest feelings and concerns and emotions. All of those things have to be present to truly have the relationship with God that he wants to have with us. Yeah, and I think one of the coolest things about that idea, and you're right, I mean, those are, that's just something we, we don't get in the physical world very often, but what makes that possible it isn't necessarily anything that has to do with me. It has everything to do with God because it is only because he desires to have that level yeah. of relationship with me that I'm now then able to have that level of relationship with him. If he was uninterested in having a relationship <laughs> with me, I, I, there was nothing I would be able to do right. about that yeah. because of who he is and what he's about. But because he does want to have a relationship with me, and not just a surface relationship, his, his desire is for intimacy. His desire is for personal. His desire is for that closeness. And because he has that desire, now I, I'm able to have it. And, you know, now, I mean, that just almost builds the awe even yeah. more, or certainly yeah. it should, you know, build the awe even more. And then, you know, the practicality of it becomes... When I'm in that kind of constant state of awe, 
now you begin to think about the impact that that's going to have. Mm-hmm. It's going to have an impact, what we've talked about already, in the way that I pray, yep. in the way that I converse with God, certainly in the way that I study. We'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. But it's going to have an impact on the way that I worship. You yeah. know, on the first day of the week when I when I'm gathered together with other Christians and I am worshiping God, this constant state of awe mm-hmm. is going to have an impact on the way right. that I worship, on the way that I praise Him in song, in the way that I listen, in the way that I that I give, in the way that I partake of the Lord's Supper. It's going to have a massive impact on the way I interact with people. Yeah. I mean, it's going to yeah. have an impact in every capacity of my life because I'm living now in that understanding of God and who He is, and maybe more importantly, I'm living with that understanding of the close relationship that I have with Him. Mm-hmm. And now because of that close relationship that I have with Him, I think like Moses, I've become defined by that relationship. Yep. You know, some I was thinking about this earlier. Sometimes, you know, we're we're often defined by relationships that we have, whether we like it or not. You know, the people that know my wife but don't necessarily know me. I'm always going to be defined as Kim's husband. That's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, a definition. You know, yeah. you've made mention you and I are good friends. If if I'm introduced to someone that you know that I don't know, mm-hmm. is go, I'm going to be defined by well, this is John's friend, right? Yeah. We're, we we get that all the time. Our our kids get that. My, yeah. you know, my children are away in college, and one is older than the other. They're at the same college now. Well, my younger son had to deal with the beginning. <laughs> well, you are Eli's brother, right? Because yeah. nobody That's knew right. him, but they all knew Eli and who he was. Yep. And so we're we're defined by those relationships. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how we've got to begin to think about yeah. this relationship. It is and should be the relationship that defines who we are. And then if we allow that to kind of permeate, now it has an impact in everything that we do. Yeah, that's a, that's a great example. And I think you're right. And, and that's, that really starts with us longing in, in a way to be defined that way. I, yeah. that, that should be our desire. You know, I think, you know, to your point, I'm sure, you know, Malachi probably didn't love the fact that he was Eli's <laughs> brother, you know, when he went to college. But to be thought of, if you now take that same principle or example and apply it to God's relationship with us, I mean, there is nothing better to be said about someone than I'm God's friend, yeah. I'm God's child, I'm I'm in his family. That's what all of us should long for and desire for, to be known in that way. But that, that only comes once we have identified ourselves with him. And it's really our choice as to whether or not we're going to choose to be identified in that way. And that starts with us longing for that relationship that, that he has offered to us in a lot of ways. Because that, that really, at, at the end of the day, as you pointed out, that's only available to us because God extends that invitation to us. He's not going to force his relationship and his friendship upon us. It's a free choice that we're each given and we have to take a look at the opportunity that is before us and decide, is that something that I want to give myself to? Is that something that I want to be a part of? And obviously, as you look through Scripture and you get to know God better and understand who He is, I don't know how you could come to any other response than, yes, that's how I want to be identified. That's how I want to be defined. I want to be defined as God's child, as a friend of His what all of us should want at the end of the day and the more we spend time in his word and the more we get to know him i think the more clear that decision is going to be 
that I'm going to give myself to this relationship. Everything that I am is going to be given to having this deep relationship with God because I just can't hardly even fathom the fact that he wants to have a relationship with me. And we just, again, as we've talked about already, we just stand in awe of that, that he's more than willing and ready to have that type of relationship with each of us. You know, as I'm sitting here kind of even thinking about that even more, we see that in Scripture all the time. I mean, even in moments that we've talked about already, we, I mean, we have, you know, talked about the incredible thought process that would go into, as Moses is described, speaking to God as one would speak to as a friend. We've, mm-hmm. You know, there are references made with Abraham being a friend of God, references made with David having a heart like God's. I mean, we, we see these kinds of things all the time, and, and we think, man, how incredible, you know, that, that would be if I would be described that way. Well, we can be described yeah, that that's way. that's right. Even the New Testament writers, as they're introducing themselves, the Apostle Paul does this a lot, but the other writers do it as well. James is the one that kind of sticks in my head as well. But, you know, it's almost when they're introducing themselves, they're using their relationship with God, right? They'll introduce mm-hmm. themselves. I, I am Paul, an apostle of Christ, or a bondservant, or a servant of Jesus. I mean, they will introduce themselves yeah, that way. Right. And so it, it's interesting that they are introducing themselves. They are defining themselves by this relationship that they have with God. And, I mean, what an incredible thought that we're in a position to do that. Yeah. And, and, and if we are, why then would we not? Why, <laughs> why then would I want, you know, to, to be defined by anything else? Proverbs chapter 28, verse 14 is a passage that kind of sticks in my head because a lot of times in Proverbs you get, you know, one side than the other. And so mm-hmm. it, it makes always for a kind of an interesting kind of talking point. But use the New King James Version. The beginning of that verse is happy is the man who is always reverent. And so you have that word always. Happy is the man who is always reverent. Uh, English Standard Version uses the phrase that we've made mention of already. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always. Uh, NIV, the one who trembles before God always. Mm. And so you have this idea of always but then the flip side at the end of that verse, but he who hardens his heart falls into calamity. And I think it's interesting that the flip side of that is, you know, of fearing God always or being always reverent mm-hmm. is the one with a hardened heart. Yep. The one that just closes himself off to that relationship. And one is super beneficial that we've <laughs> talked about, and the other is yeah. super detrimental. Yeah. And speaking of, of detrimental, one of the passages that I was looking at was in Leviticus chapter 10 with the picture of Nadab and Abihu and, and their their irreverence to God and how they approach him. And I thought one of the things that was really interesting as I was reading through that in the first three verses there, Leviticus 10, similar to what we were looking at there in Leviticus chapter 2 as to why God should be feared and revered, one of the things that he says in response to Nadab and Abihu offering foreign or strange fire that they had no business offering to God in the first place, and he comes down and he destroys them because of that, he says there that I must be regarded as holy and I must be glorified. And I thought that was really impactful, the way that God chose to say that. This is not up for debate. Right. You know, this isn't... This isn't something that you and I can kind of like, well, you know, maybe you do it this way, I'll do it this way. No, God must be regarded as holy. He must be glorified. There, There's no other response that is acceptable to him. 
And so as we go about building this relationship with God, that has to be at the forefront of our minds. If we want to do this successfully and we want to do this the way that he wants us to do it, we have to start with the reality that he must be regarded in this way. There, there is not an option here. He must be regarded this way. And not doing so comes with grave consequences. And, and we see that with Nadab and Abihu and how they unfortunately did not regard God in that way. And they were killed as a result of it. When, when you and I and anyone listening, when we, when we try and develop a relationship with God, this is how it has to be. Fear and reverence and awe. There is no other option here. This, Because God is who he is, this is how this relationship has to go. We have to look at him with, with fear. We have to glorify him. We have to regard him as holy. All of these things that, that God attributes to himself, it's a requirement on our part if we want to have that type of a relationship with him. So we always have to keep that in mind as we think about this, that it's, it's really just not up for debate. Yeah, and then when we have that, the impact that that's going to have on our communication. And so as we kind of bring this episode to a close and kind of looking backwards and looking forwards a little bit, you know, the impact that certainly that's going to have in the way that I communicate with God through prayer, Mm -hmm. that reverence, that understanding of of being in a constant state of awe and fear of Him uh, and the respect that we are to have. And then as we get into our uh, episodes to come, beginning even next week, when He's speaking to me. Yeah. Am I going to listen or am I not going to listen? Well, if I am in awe of him, if I fear Mm -hmm. the Lord, I'm going to not just listen. I'm going to listen on a very different level than I'm listening to anyone else. And so I'm looking forward to beginning uh, that conversation next week. So we appreciate everybody for listening and studying along with us here for episode number nine. We will continue next week with episode number 10 as we kind of open the door to God's communicating with us through his word. I look forward to that study and look forward to being with you again next week.